1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are
2: a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
3: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Rettestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this. You can save up to 30% with the code Doug. That's my name. D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at GraduateHotels.com. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb show podcast. Dun 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 dun. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player to help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at farmers.com. We
1: are farmers.
3: Hey, a special shout out, special shout out to our newest affiliate that's in Charlotte, North Carolina. On both ninety four seven FM and sixteen sixty AM, we are live from three to six Eastern Time. Thanks to my man Jack Daniel for having us. uh, Shot out? Oh no! Shout out to Jack Daniel. See what I did there? Yes, I see what I did there. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The New England Patriots are Super Bowl champions, and they do not have the best players in the NFL. What they have is the best team, and team is 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 a is a a loaded statement right team is a loaded statement were they a little bit lucky sure do they play in a division where there was no other playoff team absolutely but nine super Bowls in eighteen years is ridiculous six super Bowl excuse me yes yeah, six super Bowl wins is ridiculous ridiculous and if you think about it they lost two super bowls on crazy crazy plays right david tyree and and the catch against his helmet and wes welker dropping a ball which wasn't a perfectly thrown ball but he could have had and and eli manning had to lead his team on a remarkable drive and then last year's super bowl they didn't punt and even though the Eagles racked up yard after yard, touchdown after touchdown, Tom Brady still had the ball down, five chance to drive down and win the game Forty misread coverage and fumbled the football. So they've lost three Super Bowls that they could have won. Sure, they've won a couple Super Bowls they could have lost. That is generally the way it works. But what an incredible performance from top to bottom. And Tom Brady wasn't great. I'm not even sure he was good. He was great when it was needed. A couple of key throws. Of course, he found Julian Edelman, who was the MVP. And I'll I'll tell you later why Julian Edelman is the perfect Patriot MVP. Found Rob Gronkowski deep down the sideline. Incredibly thrown football. But generally missed guys. Threw some ducks. Threw an interception. Fumbled the football. Like, that was not a virtuoso. Matter of fact, this one, like I told you it would, resembled the first Patriots Super Bowl win. Where Brady was, was the quarterback, but was not the reason that they won. It was the defense. It was the coaching. It was the rattling of the other team's quarterback. Hell, if you want to get an MVP, give an MVP to Jared Goff. His performance was so bad missing a wide-open wide receiver on explosive play in the end zone, throwing an untimely pick in the fourth quarter. Jared Goff was so bad, he could have been carried off the field. He could have been given given the MVP. He gave the Patriots the best chance to win. Take a listen to Bill Belichick talk about his team and how they evolved during the season.
4: We tried to correct uh, some of the things that we did wrong. Obviously, the 15 penalties at Pittsburgh, it's not going to win many games doing that. These guys, um, they're competitors, and when things don't go well, they take it hard. But they have a resolve to come back and try to fix it and get it right and get it better. You know, we had a couple stretches like that where we really, none of us felt good about where we were. But but we just kept grinding, kept plugging away, and things got better.
3: Dwayne Bowe told Peter King, one of the things Bill Belichick preaches, okay, Dwayne Allen said, is he wants smart, tough, disciplined, unselfish football team that performs well under pressure. And that's what we did tonight. Last year, I sat in this exact same chair in this exact same show, and then I went on for the entire summer preaching that Bill Belichick knew exactly what he was doing not playing Malcolm Butler. Many in the football world could not believe, how could you not play Malcolm Butler in his last game in the Patriots uniform? Keeping in mind that Malcolm Butler had won him a Super Bowl by reading a play and making an incredible interception against Russell Wilson. Remember that one? But the context of it was Malcolm Butler had played terribly in the playoffs, had played poorly in the regular season and had missed the team playing because he was in the hospital with an undisclosed illness. Bill Belichick can only win a game. A coach can only win a game. He can only play you if he can trust you. I tell this to college athletes all the time. Like, look, you do understand your grades And your ability to stay eligible is about building trust with your head coach. Like, what does that have to do with it? Well, look, I got to trust that you're going to be eligible second semester before I put plays in for you or schemes in for what we're going to run for our team. am I going to put them in for the first semester, then second semester, when we get to conference play the NCAA tournament. You're not eligible to play. Can't do it. Bill Belichick won yesterday's game last Super Bowl Sunday. When he drew a line in the sand and said, I would rather play Patrick Chung at cornerback, even at safety, even if he gets beat, because at least he's where he's supposed to be. At least I know he's done the homework. He may lack the ability, but it'll be exactly where he's supposed to be. Because they're tough, they're smart, they're disciplined, they're unselfish, and they perform well under pressure. That was a coaching win. That was a team win. That was doing just enough on offense and completely rattling a young quarterback. And in some levels, a a young coach. And can we put an APB out on Todd Gurley because no one has seen or heard hide or hair from him in weeks? But one of the things that... But one of the things that happens... In team sports, in one-and-done scenarios is, oftentimes, we don't get the best team. We don't. And you could sit here and tell me that, and I said yesterday, you know, D. Ford screwed this whole thing up because we might have had a shootout if we had Rams-Chiefs Part 2. But the truth is that even though the Patriots might probably shouldn't have been there because if D. Ford wasn't off sides, you could have said the exact same thing about the Rams, and the Rams looked like a team that didn't belong. They look like a quarterback who had a co- a, co- a, excuse me, a team that had a quarterback who the moment was too big for. But I'm okay with the Patriots playing the underdog card. Belichick himself said there were times this year where they weren't okay with, they weren't good with where they were. It's fair to say there are questions about their skill position players. Right? Between you know between not having an outside the numbers wide receiver a defense that lacks star power hell how about the fact they didn't have a pass rush all year long until they get to the playoffs now all of a sudden they got an unbelievable pass rush if you don't think coaching matters then you shouldn't watch the super bowl again because that was a virtuoso and the, in the amazing, the, the, how the world comes full circle, that's what Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win was like. And I, I thought that's, you know, it's not going to be his last, his thirst and need to keep winning, which I, I'm fine with, but it's going to get harder and harder and harder. But man, was that great. So oftentimes, the best teams don't win, and the, the Chiefs nearly beat them, but the Patriots became the best team in football. Because team starts with coach, goes down to coordinator, it goes to quarterback, into leadership on defense, into middle linebacker, and doing whatever it takes to win that game. And not carrying agendas, not worrying about carries or catches or anything other than do we have enough points to have one more point than the opposition? And the Patriots did that three consecutive weeks against three teams that you would pick the individual talent at the same positions more than you would pick the Patriots' individual talent.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City,
4: You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit BuyAToyota.com.
3: Toyota, let's go places. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at Graduate Hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues. And they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code DOUG at graduatehotels.com. Michael Lombardi is a former general manager in the NFL. His new book is called Gridiron Genius, a master class in winning championships and building dynasties in the NFL. It's, It's on sale now. He joins us. This is the day after the Patriots won another Super Bowl. He was part of the Patriots when they won two Super Bowls. If I were to say this was Bill Belichick's best coaching job, would you agree or disagree?
1: Oh, I would completely agree. I mean, I think he's taken a team that he improved every single week. You know, week 14 of the season, Grok misses the tackle. They lose to Miami. Ryan Tannehill has a 155 quarterback rating, throws for 260 yards, and they lose in Miami, and then he comes back and holds the 11th most explosive offense in NFL history to three points. Yeah, I would say it's by far his best coaching job.
3: Um, I thought they completely rattled golf and he didn't know what he was looking at, and that's why he was late on so many throws. Um, but I, but the way to rattle him is not just with the coverage, it's with generating a pass rush. Michael, am I wrong, but there was a good portion of the season where they had no pass rush. What did he do to change it?
1: Well, I think if you look at the playoffs, I think they, they really orchestrated their pass rush tied to their coverage. The only way to stop a good offense is by coordinating a pass rush, and that's what they did. They got into the paint, which is the area – if you look at the free-throw line, you know, you're a basketball guy, Doug. The, the rim to the free-throw line is called the paint in basketball. It's called the paint in football, too. And it, whenever you get into that area, Goff had problems. And Goff really, when he sees color coming towards him in the middle of the pocket, he's going to throw the ball sooner than he wants, like he did on the Gilmore interception, and he's going to get rid of it, and he's not going to be accurate. But the, the reality of the Rams have been, as good as they have been under, under Sean McVay, is they've been a play-action pass team all the way. They have been a play-action-pass team all the way. And, you know, when they have to go to a drop-back passing game, they're not going to be as productive. So I think it's pretty clear what Belichick did was coordinate the rush, make golf in his face, double double the receivers, double Woods, and take uh, take Cooks out of the game.
3: What happened to Todd Gurley?
1: I can't answer that. I have no idea. He's the highest-paid player on the team. He's the best player on the team. He's the straw that stirs their drink. And yet, for some reason, he's not in there. And it doesn't look to me like he was injured. He grabbed the ball effectively. You know, he bounced off tacklers, made a couple long runs, and just only touched the ball ten times. But, you know, it didn't seem to me. I thought I was disappointed when you look at the stat sheet. You see that C.J. Anderson had two catches and Gurley only had one. I thought Gurley's impact in the passing game was going to have to be on record for them to have a good season, for for them to beat the Patriots.
3: Michael Lombardi joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. How would you characterize the performance of Tom Brady?
1: I thought Tom, at times, looked 41 years old in the game. I didn't think he played as well. He wasn't as accurate with the football as he needed to be. He struggled. I think it finally in the last drive of the game, when they went to 22 personnel and they spread him out, he got more comfortable. Look, take, get, give credit to Wade Phillips. He did a great job of coordinating this defense. He packed the middle of the field, and he dared Brady to throw the ball in the outside quadrant of the field. That's not where Brady wants to throw the ball. That's not where Brady's Hall of Fame career has made its presence felt. Other than the Randy Moss year in 2007, that's not what Tom does. However, that being said, they finally figured out a way to get back to the middle field. Elliott, El- Edelman caught a couple passes when they repeated a couple plays. And big they go, they're down there, and Grock makes the great catch, and they get the first touchdown and the only touchdown.
3: Yeah, help me out. How, how does Edelman keep getting open? Was it, is it that, that, that Wade Phillips as good as he was? It's the, the coverage of his slot corner. Is that the issue?
1: Well, I think when he got to 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends, that he spread them out. What Josh McDaniels did, he spread them out made them defend the whiff. So it's like a basketball game. you got to go out there and cover people no matter if you think they can make the shot or not. And then it opened up the middle of the field so Brady could throw those option routes to Edelman inside. And those are hard to cover. And he did that twice. And Edelman made two big plays in that game. And then the next thing you know, he's got Gronk down the seam out of the same formation. He'd anticipated those throws out of 22 as much as he did those throws out of 21, which I think was the key to the game.
3: Michael Lombardi joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I'm not bringing you on because I agree with everything you said, but I agree with everything you said about, about Tom Brady. So the question becomes if you win your first Super Bowl on the backs of a defense and just making enough plays and putting yourself in position, then you win your last, uh, you win another Super Bowl here at 41, like, I don't know, isn't the handwriting on the wall that you're not going to get younger in the offseason? You may lose Rob Gronkowski. Do you think it's, it, it appears that he's going to come back for more? Do you think that's a smart thing for Tom Brady to do?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you're dealing at four, 41 years old Father times undefeated, you just never know. I mean, I'm not sure anybody can answer that. There were times during every game this season that maybe he did look 41, but there was times during every game this season that he looked 25. So I think you just never really can tell I think you've got to give it some time. I think they've got to see where they are as a football team. I do think that the Patriots are going to have to address. Brian Hoyer will be a free agent this year. They're going to have to address the backup quarterback situation somehow, some way, to where they feel comfortable with it.
3: Um, Brian Flores is now the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. How much credit should he get for the evolution of that defense?
1: Look, he, he had the call of the game. I mean, you know, it's, the one thing I love about the NFL is that offensive coordinators, we can't wait to give them love. We can't wait to give them head coaching jobs. You know, when they make a great call and everybody goes crazy, but when a defensive coach makes a great blitz call, nobody says a word, and that was a great blitz call. Against Goff, he brought overloaded pressure. Goff threw the ball early because he, he didn't want to get hit, which is natural for quarterbacks. I'm not knocking Goff. It was just natural for quarterbacks. That was the play of the game. Gilmore played the play. They knew what the route was going to be and intercepted the pass.
3: Before we let you, let you go, Michael, you talked about what the Patriots are going to have to do in the off season. What about the Rams, uh, a lot of one year deals and now they're into Todd Gurley, long term huge money. Um, you know, they, they have arguably the best defensive lineman in the game, in into him for long money. You got golf, you're not changing quarterbacks. What's the offseason look like for the Rams?
1: I mean I think they gotta make a huge decision. Are they gonna extend golf? I mean, I think that's the fundamental question. If you look at golf come playoff time, you know, golf during his regular season and his NFL career averages eight point one yards per attempt during the playoffs. In his NFL career, he averaged 6.7. It's a huge difference. That's almost a yard and a half. Doesn't throw the ball down the field. They've stifled their offense. I think Sean McVay's got to answer. He's going to say everything positively about Jared Goff, but I think that's a hard question to answer. How will I get better? You know, and they got to figure out this out. Are you paying Goff $120 million? Are you paying Goff $200 million? If you are, you better make sure you're damn right about it.
3: Michael, great stuff. You had an absolutely a fantastic season. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks so much for making us a, a part of your, your your weekly radio stuff.
2: Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: This just in from Brad Turner, who works for the L.A. Times. Landed in the update on Lakers-Pelicans talk. Magic Johnson, Dell Dems talk twice today. Per a source, Lakers willing to give Pelicans cap relief for Anthony Davis by taking Solomon Hill. For Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and two first-round picks. Oh, my gosh. If I'm Dell Dems, I just make the trade now. Magic Johnson has no idea what he's doing. That's one of the worst trades I've ever heard of. Like, I, Let me give you the other update. Oh, which is that... Uh, Anthony Davis has said he'd consider re-signing with the Lakers, the Knicks, the Bucks, and the Lakers. The other three teams don't have anything good to offer. He's doing the Homer Simpson. That's what Magic Johnson's doing. Well, he's negotiating against himself. Let me give you Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Those are three young starters. Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and Michael Beasley. Stevenson and Beasley, they don't want. They got into it with their head coach, Luke Walton. They're kind of headaches anyway. And two first-round picks. Like, what are you doing? The Clippers and the Knicks. The Knicks have nothing good to offer back in return. Nothing. There's nothing that that they have that you want other than potentially the number one overall pick, which is just potential. The Clippers, what, what do the Clippers have that you really want? Other than potentially cap space. Oh. Imagine Johnson keeps negotiating against himself. Wait, wait, what? The Lakers, the, the Clippers and the Bucks, like, what do the Bucks have to offer him? And they're not giving up Giannis, right? So who on the Bucks? Is better than Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball. There isn't anybody they're willing to offer that's that good. The whole thing was the Celtics because they might offer Jason Tatum. And if they're not going to offer Jason Tatum, then the Lakers package is better. And they're just keep, the Lakers, let's just keep throwing stuff on top of it. We. That smells like desperation. Yeesh. from the Lakers perspective, when the Pelicans have a depreciating asset, never forget when you're buying a car, a car is a depreciating asset. It is a depreciating asset. Anytime you buy a car, unless you're buying a classic car, which that's the, the cost is in the upkeep, right? But, but a, a new car or a new-ish car, a modern car, Every the second you drive that car off the lot, it's worth less. And every time you hold on to it, it's worth less. That's what Anthony Davis is. Like, look, if they don't want to trade Anthony Davis now, that's fine. He's going to be worth less in the offseason than he is now. And then if he goes into next year, he's worth even less because he's not going to re-sign with them. Oi. What is Magic doing? Like, he listed three teams that don't have the assets of the Lakers, and the Lakers are going to give up all their, all their assets. What an awful proposal. Dell Dempsey doesn't pick up the phone and make that deal. Then he's a bigger idiot than I thought. And I don't think he's an idiot. He's playing this thing smart. This is what LeBron James' people do. They make bad trades because they feel like there's a window with LeBron. This is what Cleveland did last year. They did it twice. They didn't have to trade Kyrie Irving. They could have tried to make it work out. Uh, he didn't want it fine. Then you trade him, you give him away for three pieces. You're like, yeah, we'll take Isaiah Thomas What is his hips bad. All right, well, give us, give us something else good. We'll take Jay Crowder. Yeah, sure. Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, that'll work. Did that work? No. Then they got to move on. You know, just no patience, no understanding of the market. Oh, my goodness. The Patriots are always building for the future and trading you away a little bit too early instead of a little bit too late. The Lakers are building for the now, And trading you too late instead of too early. Where they just shouldn't have signed Lance Stevenson and Michael and Michael Beasley. Infinity presents a new
2: chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX eighty, live March twentieth from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us.